0: So we made it all the way to November.
1: Yeah. So I it hear. is
0: now is now uh well I, I, by the time of you listening to this, it is now uh what September or November sixth?
1: November sixth. No, it I is mean,
0: it is uh September. It is November. I don't know why I keep saying September. It is November seventh at and this point. Why
1: Clef Jean is back, uh, because it's
0: <laughs> November now. I, he, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was gone until November. I didn't, that was, you know, that was one of the songs that I remember, like, that video used to come on all the time on MTV. I believe it. It It was cool. I, but I just remember being like, oh, yo, this, this is pretty great. And then I remember (laughs) like, like, you know, I mean, I knew who he was, but I didn't like really know. And then I listened to the rest of his music and I was like. Well, that song stands out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a very popular song, and I think we well, you know, for
0: good for good reason. For yeah, a- what, he was like walking around with his acoustic guitar in like an airport or something, right? Isn't that, that sounds what right. The video, yeah. I know. But I j- just had until it until pulled November, up a moment ago. in November,
1: I was I was feeling it, so I, I pulled it up, and I, I don't remember the the visuals. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So um, I did something yesterday that I haven't done in a while.
0: Yeah, what's that?
1: sat in the uh, the, the nice the, the peaceful fall morning and uh, read through an entire book oh wow yeah. all right I had uh, I had technically started it uh, a while ago but I didn't get very far in and uh, had I been starting from scratch yesterday I still would have had more than enough time to dedicate to actually reading it cover to cover so it still counts in my opinion uh, but I read uh, Max Brooks's uh, newest uh, devolution okay uh, which is a kind of a Found footage-esque, but using a journey journal rather than uh, footage, and sure. like you know, interview um, snippets and stuff like that, basically to piece together uh, accounts of a uh, Sasquatch attack on a remote community in the uh, Cascades near Seattle. And uh, I said this specifically on on our episode because uh, Max makes multiple mef- uh, references to the Ape Canyon story. Uh, which, of course, listeners to the Storyteller series will have heard uh, one author's adaptation of, uh, including uh, my very first uh, narrator appearance. Yeah, uh, n- n- narrator, narrator, <laughs> my first Broadway na- narrator appearance. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, that was that was fun. It was interesting. Very good story, though. Very, very yeah. I mean, Max Brooks is kind of known for this this format of pre- presenting monster stories as like true accounts sort of thing but uh i think he does a really good job and uh very very respectful take on the, on the sasquatch legends
0: i mean we we already know that uh bigfoot and sasquatch are real because uh we watched uh sam neil or nope uh sam no. uh what elliot it? What it? sam elliot killed yes <laughs> <laughs> After having killed Hitler, he of course went on and killed the Bigfoot because he was spreading a uh, disease. What like, what a great movie! What a great movie with a fucking weird ass premise. Like I remember, I remember distinctly, and I know I talk about this in the episode. I remember distinctly seeing the 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 poster for it, and like seeing the description and being like well, there's no way that this is a good movie. Like, there's no way that this could possibly... It's going to be the most absolute batshit movie possible. And I watched that movie and I was like, fuck, this is one of the best (laughs) movies I have ever seen. And not because it's crazy, because it's just a really good story. It's it's a really good story.
1: It's so true. And Sam Elliott is just a... a like a fantastic actor. I, I I love him so much.
0: He's a fucking gem in that. I mean, but it's like it's it's a sad tale of of an old man and getting old and and mm-hmm. having having regrets even though you still feel very accomplished. Like it is a great a great yeah. story.
1: Uh, you know, speaking of great stories and uh, the exact opposite, you know, it was kind of a really awkward conversation. I don't remember exactly how it came up. We were talking about podcast stuff. Uh, and I think specifically talking about uh, the worst that it gets, like that end of the spectrum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, telling my boss about the movie Sex Squatch was a really awkward <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it to myself, but <laughs> I'm like, I so, mean, yes. So there's this, I'm not like, I'm not going to say it out loud, but like, there's this movie. And it's absolutely insane. Uh, and there's a ska band. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're just, and uh, so he, he uh, uh, kills people by uh, uh, by uh, raving them in the butt. And uh, he comes from Butt sex Prime. But I forgot about So yes, I'm the Sex Squatch, and I come from the planet Butt sex Prime. <laughs> but why? But why? But... Why, but why, but but why, but But, uh, but you know, uh, that's a lot of buts, uh, let (laughs) me tell you. Um, it and that's and that still is not even the worst movie we've watched.
1: No, it's not,
0: it's 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 really not,
1: no, but in in now just over 200 episodes, that's uh, that's a, a, a deep grab bag to choose from,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in the bottom, but it's not at the bottom. I don't, there's, there's a couple, I would have to really, really think about like, if I were ranking like one to 200, I would really, really have to think about what 200 would be. Cause it'd be tough. I think it'd be really tough. I, think, I can't like top of my head think of it, but it, I think, I mean, I could do it, but I think it'd be hard.
1: I don't think I can think of anything worse than, um, Wolves and an American Carol. Or oh. all american car- Yeah, an all american yeah. carol, the, whatever, the, the right wing like, propaganda yeah.
0: bullshit. Yeah, that yeah. one that one's definitely low on that list. That one's definitely in the bottom 10. Oh, I'm not even sure. Excuse me. Um, but uh you know what? So we just finished out the month of October. We did. Yeah, so Happy technic- Halloween Happy Halloween, yeah. So technically, we're recording this episode on Halloween, and those of you watching on Twitch, you are watching it live uh, during Halloween. Uh, Caleb and I decided to dress up as uh, 40-something podcast X-Band Geeks, and uh, that's that's what we decided to dress as. Um, I hope you got the costumes. It was tough, but I had to go buy this outfit just for that. Um,
1: (laughs) I... um... We we had to go to the grocery store earlier, and I I put on a a nicer pair of slacks than normal, and I was going to put on. I have I told you about the like quarter zip uh, pullovers that I got from work. Yeah, and are very they're very nice, Mm -hmm. but they're extremely like suburban dad business guy. Great, and I almost like put on a button on up in one of those to like. Go to the store in costume as suburban dad business guy.
0: That's spectacular, uh, but I don't mm-hmm. think anyone would have gotten the irony. No,
1: because we were going to <laughs> we were going to Whole Foods in the suburbs because oh, specifically yeah. because there were other stores around it that we wanted to make a quick stop at as well. And so, given that we were going to the suburbs, nobody would have gotten the joke.
0: Nobody would have gotten the joke. Yeah. Uh, so conversely, uh, I went and saw. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> That's also your god Julian's uh, our listeners' costume as well. (laughs) Uh, I, I went and saw yesterday the My Hero Academia movie, um, with, uh, with my daughter and she dressed. Yeah. Is this another My Hero Academia movie or
1: did you go and see the one that you saw like three years ago again?
0: So it's a new one. So what they do, they're like, the way they do it is they'll do a season and then a movie bridge um that's like a like an extra adventure um and it's just like a limited you know it only ever runs for like a week uh here in america at least and then they'll do another season but the the movie is typically like uh hey you enjoyed the season but here's a thing that happened that you know we didn't talk about during the season but it'll have some sort of implication you know a slight implication or a reference in the next season or it's referenced during the previous season. you know it's that's just yeah. how it works nice. um a lot of animes do that um you know demon slayer just most recently uh did uh the mugen train and that was one that uh at the end of season one they're like oh we got to go get on this train there's demons spotted on this train and then there's a movie about all the events of the train and hmm. then season two now oh. is dealing with you know, is kind of going into greater detail and the backstory of everything that happened on the train. So, wow. um, but it, that happens very often. Yeah. But anyway, so we went as two of the characters, uh, to it and, uh, it was really fun. I mean, the movie was really cool. Like we had a blast, uh, you know, my daughter, uh, absolutely loved it. I had a good time. Uh, and we went as uh, one of the teachers who actually wasn't in the movie kind of sad. He had like maybe one second in the movie, um, but the main character, she went as the main character, uh, Deku, but she goes as a girl she has a dress version of Deku's outfit instead of the, the boy version of the, of Deku's outfit. And, uh, I went as one of the teacher, Mr. Ayazawa, or Eraserhead,
1: yeah.
0: um, and, uh, you know, right. And, uh, uh, there was another, uh, a family who went as Eraserhead and Deku. And that was really cool. It was a mom That's dressed great. up as Eraserhead and the, her son dressed up as Deku and it was really cool. Um, But a lot of people, you know, like stopped us and were like, oh, my God, we love your costumes. This is so cool. (laughs) Uh, It was very fun. So it was pretty exciting. Um, I love it. But yeah, uh, so
1: having seen the the photos and now looking up the character, uh, you did a very good job.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't really have to do much. I just kind of had to get the scarf because I already own all that black and uh, my <laughs> hair's already long. So it was uh, not much of a stretch. Uh, but yeah, so that was our uh, dressing up uh, for the week because Halloween. But coincidentally, uh, we're now in the month of November That's and true. now it is my birthday month. That's I turn, uh, I now it's my turn to turn 40. I do that in about two weeks. And uh, so I got to pick all of the movies for the month And uh, I'm very excited I kicked this one off Which coincidentally is a Halloween movie Uh mm. takes place on Halloween And we are recording it on Halloween But you guys won't hear it until a week later uh, We are of course talking about The Jim Carrey classic Once bitten <laughs> So that being said Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It Podcast I'm your host Michael Fite And I'm once Caleb, twice coy <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I thought you were going to be like I'm Caleb. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mature person. You're, You're a mature, mature person. So why don't we skip all the bullshit? <laughs> so, so this is uh this is an 80s movie. Uh so this movie came out in 1985. This is probably one of Jim Carrey's very first um lead roles uh in a film. So at this point like you know, we didn't know him on, uh, um, uh, uh, we hadn't met him yet on uh, In Living Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was still just kind of, you know, in some weird things. He he had done some stand-up stuff. Uh, he was in a movie called Rubber Face, um, you know, a bunch of Canadian-type movies, and he was always like a side character, never really the main character until this movie, uh, Once Bitten, and then shortly after, uh, he was in the movie Peggy Sue Got Married, which yeah. uh, we uh, just did uh, only about a month or two ago. Um, and then uh, about three years later, he does uh, Earth Girls Are Easy with uh, Jeff Goldblum.
1: Which it's so funny because I remember uh, Earth Girls Are Easy coming on television uh, when I was younger. Uh, and, of course, at that point, not knowing Jim Carrey or Jeff Goldblum. And right. so, like... I had no context for like like the, the cast of that movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, Gina Davis later. and yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. like this is yeah, yeah. Earth Girls Easy. What a crazy movie! Yeah, that's also uh, uh, which Wayans brother is in that one. Oh, uh, shit, Damon man. Damon Wayans. Yeah, it's okay. Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans. Uh, yeah, but like Julie Brown, Michael McKeon, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Gina Davis. Great, great cast uh, from the. I mean, the movie's great. It's a great movie. Um, and then about 10 years later, well, about five years after that, he joins in living color. A couple of years after that, Ace Ventura comes out and that is, that's it. Like after, after Ace Ventura, that was, it was just, it's Ace Ventura, the mask, dumb and dumber. Um, and, uh, uh, Batman. So Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, all came out in 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, uh, uh, Batman Forever comes out in 1995. The sequel to Ace Ventura comes out in 1995. Cable Guy 1996. Liar Liar 1997. Truman Show 98. I mean, it was just like every year. You know, Man on the Moon 99. Me, Myself and Irene 2000. Uh, Grinch 2000. Uh, uh, Bruce Almighty, so he took a little bit of Gap 2003, like it was yeah. non-stop Jim Carrey from 1994 until at least 2005 like yeah. every year there was a Jim Carrey movie it's fucking wild and yeah. uh,
1: in so many of them it was the exact same character it was weird, it's like
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's wild that that it's, uh, it's that's like a very
1: very long running television series
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, but, but you know what the thing is, is like Jim Carrey pulled the Will Ferrell thing but in the right way. He started off with all his wacky like I'm Jim Carrey and everything I do and then he did like the number 23 and uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. And then you were like, "Wait, what the fuck? Like you're a you actually can act? Like what is happening here? Like you can be creepy, you can be this. You know, and then every so often he jumps back into uh uh, you know Jim Carrey world, but uh, I think it's I think it's funny that you know he he was definitely one of those guys that all of a sudden took the serious role and everyone was like, oh shit, no, just do the funny falling over stuff again. What are you doing? This is all good right. but weird.
1: So uh, Kick Ass Two and Anchorman Two aside, like where he has sure, sure. small roles there, um, I legit think Mr. Popper's Penguins was the last movie where I saw Jim Carrey like as, like, a lead actor.
0: Oh, okay. I don't think
1: I've... I'm pretty sure I've seen nothing he's... Like, that he has done since then. Uh, you know, the, I like I said, you know, with the exception of being in Kick-Ass 2 and Anchorman 2 in, in smaller roles.
0: Right, right. What about the Sonic movie? Did you watch Sonic? Sure didn't. Sure didn't? Yeah. Nope. I mean, you know, don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, not that you ever would, but, like, see it with a kid, maybe they would enjoy it. It was definitely one of those movies that was, like yeah kids are dumb let's write a movie like that instead of being like let's just write a good movie and kids will get it too yeah um it was definitely one of those like i'm gonna make all the obvious jokes and you're gonna laugh huh, i'm a hedgehog and i like pancakes that's funny yeah. because i'm a hedgehog and yeah. you know kids are like well i guess and adults are like this is fucking terrible uh, um yeah. in a
1: fascinating turn though um one of uh, the the co stars for Jim Carrey in Once Bitten, uh, uh, Karen Copkins, her career ended at the exact moment that Jim Carrey's was taking off. She hasn't <laughs> done anything since nineteen
0: ninety four. Since that t- she was probably like, "All right, we're we're racing to the top," and then Jim Carrey became Jim Carrey, and she was like, "Eh, fuck it, I quit." <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. How a can I tell like, that?
1: Like. That guy really? Oh, I guess I'm out. <laughs> I'm
0: out. I don't know what Hollywood wants anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what? Like the the 90s were ripe for for Jim Carrey's humor. Uh, it is weird seeing him in these roles when he's younger, though, and hasn't like fully adopted that like slapstick persona. But you see oh, yeah. little little inklings of it, like in the you know, the scene where he's dancing in the the shop and whatnot, and like some of his facial expressions are like, okay. Okay, that's what they that, that's what they let him run wild with for the next like 20 years.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he he got away with that kind of stuff, you know, and um I think it's pretty interesting. There there is a really cool documentary with uh Jim Carrey where he talks about those times and like, you know, that expectation of him. You know, Jim Carrey obviously is a very um uh Uh, you know, he's a very big advocate for mental health. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he Mm -hmm. talks about depression and stuff like that all the time. Uh, you know, really great guy in, in that sense. We do fault him for dating, uh, anti-vaxxer, uh, Jenny McCarthy, but he did Uh, divorce her over that. So I guess that's, yeah, like he very much was like, you're a crazy person. Goodbye. Um, (laughs) So I think you know there's that. So so the movie Once Bitten is available streaming on the service Pluto TV. Yeah, um, but don't. Yeah. So Pluto TV is uh, Pluto TV is one of those uh, things that is like really. Gr- it's a great fucking service. It's a great idea. Everything is is awesome on paper, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when you go to do it. You realize that one, they have the worst UI I have ever. I mean, like Funimation's UI is really bad. I'm sorry, I know Funimation you sponsored our stream if, or our uh, podcast a few times, but <coughs> Funimation's uh, Apple TV app is quite possibly one of the worst Apple TV apps I've ever tried to navigate because there is no back button. You have to mm. constantly go back to the main screen. You mm-hmm. can't. There's no like levels. So like, if I watch an episode and I want to go back to to like the the show, and then like you know pick another episode I can't I have to go back to the main screen find the show again and then click an episode it is fucking terrible it's embarrassing yeah. it's 2021 yeah. that's embarrassing Pluto TV's uh, uh Apple TV app is is really bad it's very hard to navigate the serv- I don't I didn't I don't do on the web streaming services so I don't know what that's like but the Apple TV app version is pretty bad
1: so I can tell you what that's like because uh I uh, the the streaming device that I use in my living room does have limited storage, and so like every now and then I'll I'll juggle out apps uh, that I don't use frequently to install a new one. Sure, sure. Um, but I thought you know what I don't use Pluto TV ever, so it's really not worth me deleting an app that I would use to download this just to you know do it in reverse later. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go right to PlutoTV.com or whatever the website is. I don't know, uh, and I'll just cast it from my my tablet and. It, like, it played the commercials at the wrong times. And when it came back from commercials, it just wouldn't play. And I'd reload, and it would jump back into the same commercials, not different ones, just, like, the exact same block. Uh, and I'd have to wait for, you know, like, two and a half minutes for that to finish to then try to jump ahead back to, or, you know, back or forward, whatever it, like, put me that it shouldn't have. Uh, at which point I had to watch the same commercials again, uh, and then it would freeze coming out of the commercials, uh, and the like. the The playhead wouldn't scrub. I literally had to just kind of like keep swiping it in one direction. It was an absolute fucking nightmare that would have taken me three times the length of the movie just to get through. Uh, and so I end up. Uh, Ellen actually found it on YouTube, so we ended up watching it
0: on YouTube. Oh, there you go. I mean, that yeah. works. You know, free, I mean, free it, with ads,
1: just like you know, any other YouTube video.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I watched it, uh, um, on Pluto and it was free with ads. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, (laughs) if, if, however you got to find it, go for it. It is available on Pluto TV, you know, just like a Tubi TV. It's the same sort of idea. It is available, uh, with ads, uh, so you can watch it that way. Um,
1: the other benefit being is much like TB there's no sign up required so if it happens yeah. to work for you uh, unlike in my experience you literally just go to the the site or you know download the app whatever and just watch the thing.
0: Yeah, I so. mean that's you know again it was it was super duper easy to uh to do um to get to it at least uh, on my end. Um Uh, but yeah, so, uh, so that is, uh, where to find it. So this movie is, uh, so the whole plot of this movie is Jim Carrey wants to fuck. And, um, and that's the plot of the movie. And and uh, and no one his, will let him.
1: <laughs> his girlfriend Robin also wants to, but she, you know, she wants it to be special. Uh, I, which, given that he's trying to to fuck her in the front seat of an ice cream truck in the middle of a parking lot that's full of other couples that are you know, like full on rocking the boat in their own ways, uh, you know, I kind of I'm with her
0: on this I'm, one. Like, I'm kind of know, with her. I think now there. I would but not for my first time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what like uh,
1: maybe this isn't the right mood. Right, maybe, maybe right. this setting isn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the legs sticking out of the window. <laughs> just up in the window. As it pans out further and further, you see more and more cars just all, just all bouncing right. and shaking and You're legs like, sticking on. out
0: and asses in the air. <laughs> I think I think that's probably one of the most brilliant scenes of the movie. Yeah. It is just like that is like comedic gold right there. It was mm-hmm. it was absolutely fantastic. So so the movie actually starts off where uh, we see a uh, a butler um, who is uh, kind of going around this very nice mansion, um, who the butler is played by Cavla- uh, Clavon Little, um, who actually died in 1992. Um, yeah. But uh, I know, very sad, um, but he was actually born in 1939. Uh, so he was forty-six. 47- six when this movie uh when he made this movie um okay. looking fantastic um yeah. but he's bart from uh uh from Blazing Saddles that's uh, yeah, where everybody is, is going to recognize him he's he's you know he's the guy a black sheriff uh he's he's that guy um uh but he's he's fantastic in uh you know in this and of course he's fantastic in uh, Blazing Saddles you know go so go watch uh blazing saddles. But um so he's going around and prepping everything, you know, and getting things ready. And finally he wakes up Lauren Hutton. Um which, you know, Lauren Hutton, of course, you know, Hollywood, uh, you know, she's been around for a while. You know, she was in American Gigolo. She was in 54. Um, uh, you know, uh most recent I think one of the last things she did was uh I feel pretty the Amy Schumer movie. Um uh, which I didn't see, but she was in that. Uh, she was in Nip Tuck for a while. Oh, um, shit, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what a wild show. Nip Tuck is one of those shows that, like, it was one of those shows that you knew some people watched, and when some people watched it, you were like, do, do you watch Nip Tuck? And they were, if, depending on how they responded, you knew what kind of, like, freaky kinky stuff they were into <laughs> you know if they were like oh yeah that's like that fx show yeah I, I, i've seen it a little bit you're like okay right um but if someone else was like yeah yeah i watched you're like are you, are you "Kinky motherfucker!" all right let's get down i dig that <laughs> what a weird ass show
1: i watched it it confused me for uh, a long time Uh, And by that, I mean, there were a lot of episodes and all of them confused me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a
0: good show. (laughs) It it was so weird watching Nip Tuck and then seeing the guy, like one of the like really fucked up guys from Nip Tuck, like go and be Dr. Doom. I was like, yes, okay. (laughs) Like I've seen you like cut open women's faces and then like totally bone them with consent, mind you. Uh, But I was like, but that's fucking weird. But all right, I dig it. Um, uh, of course, referring
1: to Julian McMahon. Julian I mean, McMahon, uh, yeah. Also, if I'm not mistaken, was, uh, yeah, uh,
0: more recently in uh, Marvel's Runaways. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he's he's the, <laughs> which, the head guy in that one. Which is yeah.
1: another one of those things where the whole time I was like, this is the dude
0: from Nip Tuck. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, the worst part about it is that like you watch Nip Tuck and then you see him in Runaways and you're like, oh, you're definitely the bad guy. Like there's no way you're not the bad guy in this (laughs) one.
1: (laughs) You are very much the bad guy. Right.
0: Like you are not tricking anybody. Nice try. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Lauren Hutton wakes up. We see, you know, she, she gets out of her coffin and uh, we get our, our so classic eighties info dump right off the bat where she's (laughs) like, I need to drink the blood of a virgin uh, three times before uh, the night of midnight on Halloween, or I will never be young again. And you're like, okay. (laughs) You know, you're like, all right, that's fine. Uh, You know, but it's this is one of those movies that when they do the sort of like exposition, you're kind of like, cool, all right i'm down like cool so this movie yeah
1: this movie has three lines of plot
0: and go and go (laughs) literally and that's literally and that's it that's that's the plot of the movie and jim carrey is that guy uh so go but it works because it, it it is a classic like it is this is this is this movie is written it is edited it is shot exactly like every 80s movie that came out at that time. There's mm-hmm. musical montages, there's a dance number, like the let's show off on the dance floor scene. You know, there's like very, very, you know, yes. esoteric references. And like, but it just fucking works. It just fucking works for this movie. And I think it's brilliant. Uh
1: I think my favorite part about this is... It is on screen almost everything that adults warned me about in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they just decided to just portray the world as every, like, boomer's worst nightmare when they were raising children in the
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know, but, like, there's this scene... So this movie <laughs> takes place in Hollywood, or in and around Hollywood, and uh, there's they're just the scenes where they're driving down, you know, Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. and it's all, like, just, you know, fucking weirdos and prostitutes and, like, you know, the gays and, you know, uh, the blacks, and it's all these, like... And I'm driving, and I'm like... I really wish it was like this, though, because those are all the coolest fucking people. I want to hang out with those people. But, like, it's not actually like that. It never was. (laughs) Or maybe it was for a very brief period in the 80s. But I'm like, this looks like the coolest place in the world. Why can't I be there?
1: It's just, like, I I never know how to interpret Hollywood showing us what Hollywood looks like. Like, (laughs) Right. Are they they showing us what they think we want us to see? Or are they trying to show us what what they envision? Or, like... Is this their ideal version of Hollywood? Like, what? yeah. Tell me, director. I like, need w- to know. What were you getting at here? <laughs> right. Do yeah, Do it, I need to build a time it,
0: machine and travel back to eighties Hollywood and live? I just need <laughs> to know.
1: It was, all like, on screen, it was 100% the den of iniquity that it yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. was that it was. And it was like, this looks fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. There's like, the crazy dance music, uh, 80s dance music, as they're driving around the city, everything's like...
0: Yeah. And it's just... It's just so good, though. I mean, that's the thing. It's just what? so good. Okay.
1: Uh, so, first of all, you're your screen sharing... Apparently, your uh...
0: oh my my pop up thing yeah that was weird
1: yeah oh it's getting more aggressive that's what's happening is it was before it was telling you like it wasn't licensed or something like that now it's showing you how to do, how to do it. <laughs> yeah so
0: so I don't know I don't think your audio was coming through on our Twitch stream because oh, I yeah. I my uh, computer updated and I think it deleted the audio thing for Twitch Studio which oh rude because Twitch Studio is dumb. Uh, it did that, so I don't think anyone can hear you on the Twitch stream. So, mm-hmm. uh, your—I mean—your audio isn't moving on the on the bar. So I don't—I don't think that's the case. Hmm. So for any of you watching on our Twitch stream, I'm sorry, um, but uh, but yeah, it just appears to not be working at the moment.
1: It's also like super glitchy. I had it muted and then I just unmuted it, and it was bad. Is um, it here? We'll
0: <clears> end. I'll end the stream and we'll go from there.
1: But uh, what was I? What was I oh so the uh the bar that they go to yeah where that's it's like it's kind of like speed dating but they call the other tables and talk to them and like have to invite each other over like how fucking cool is that though it's such a, it's a bizarre concept that even like even being alive for landlines uh it, like is still a weird thought to me that like you would go somewhere and like have to call across the bar like hey this is table 14 Right. My name my name is Russ and I'm a Sagittarius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so I I fucking love that. So so to go back to the beginning of the movie, so we see the vampire wake up, she she tells the story and they're like, but it's so hard to find a a virgin in uh Hollywood in this in the 80s, you know, like it's just such a hard thing to do.
1: Oh my god, the the morality of it all. It's so hard to find a virgin these days. It's the 80s, you know. Like, it's the
0: 80s, you know, right. <laughs> it's just, right.
1: Everyone was just fucking all the time, everywhere. There were no virgins anywhere to be found. Everybody. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's, the 80s was a wild time, man. It was a wild time. Everybody just boning everyone on Hollywood Boulevard. So... Uh, <laughs> So, OK, so so there's that. But so so the beginning of the movie, we see the vampire wake up, got to got to, you know, got to drink the blood of a virgin three times before midnight um, in in succession. So like it has to be the same virgin three times in a row before midnight. It, it keeps her eternal youth. Got it. Great story. Then we get introduced to uh, Mark. Uh, Mark and um Robin who are uh they are in the front of his ice cream truck mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. pressuring her uh pressuring her for sex and she's like look like I do want to but like I- I'm not feeling it right now like this isn't the right place and time and he's all like no <laughs> um and he gets all weird about it and then he gets out and he gets all mad um but like mad like comically mad you know like he's not he's not pissy pissy he's just being a, a A dick Um, uh, But nonetheless uh, He is kind of a douche About pressuring her For sex This whole movie Um, And then uh, You know We see everybody's Having sex And then His friends His two goofy friends Who are You know Insert standard 80's You know Friends uh, 80s movie friends in this who are super sex-crazed but also not kind of smart decide to take him to this bar uh, uh-huh. where uh, there are phones on every table with a number. You can call the other another table and, you know, uh, get to know the people.
1: There is a, a, a great kind of subtle little visual gag as they're driving around town and they see, like, this uh, convertible full of women and the women are like, ah. And like you know kind of come with a sort of thing and they sure. pull up to a bar with valet parking and the you know the valets take the, the girls' car away and mark pulls up in his ice cream truck and the guy's like you gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's
0: like, and the goes like yeah.
1: oh sorry
0: <laughs> yeah which is uh, uh it's funny i mean they're it's full of all uh, those sort of like 80s gaffes mm-hmm. i guess which is uh which is pretty pretty amazing Uh, So at this point, you know, you know, they're hanging out. There's a couple of instances, you know, where they like try to talk to somebody. And finally, a person at the bar calls Mark over specifically. And once he gets up to the bar, we realize it is, in fact, the countess, uh, Lauren uh, Hutton, the vampire. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. she is wearing a uh, very deep, deep, low V, uh, you know, boob tape and all so that, you know, like you pretty much see most of her boobs. And uh, Mark notices this several times. And uh, this is what tips uh, the countess off that Mark might, in fact, be a virgin. Yes. Uh, so, of course, Mark is lying, saying that he is 21 when, in fact, he is 18. Um, and in high school, like he's a senior in high school. He's
1: definitely in high school.
0: Yeah. It's it's very confusing because they they say it, but they also kind of don't really say it. It gets kind of confusing.
1: And like when she asks him what he does for a living, he's like, oh, I go to school.
0: I mean, college.
1: I mean, college. And I love he's like, you know, I I study electrical. I'm studying to be an electrical engineer. Okay. All right. That's cool. Very cool. Uh, My field is nuclear physics. All right. That doesn't add up. (laughs) Those Uh, are not the same. (laughs) Yeah. I'm working on tackling the acid rain problem. Okay. Those are three very different (laughs) things, Mark. (laughs) What, like, either you're trying to do entirely too much or... Like, you need to get your story straight.
0: Right. That's a lot of credit hours, my friend. Either way,
1: you need to focus. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If not in school, at least in this moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in the background, while all this is happening, uh, his two friends have have, uh, paired up with two other women. And they're kind of hitting it off when a jealous husband comes in. And threatens them uh, with everything, and you know she she was like, "You don't need to help them. Like, let's go. You don't want to end up in in jail." And off uh, Mark goes into her limo uh, to head off to her mansion. Uh, and where and thus our uh, recording our begins. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into the rest of that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, so just a couple of things before we do. One, um, there's only a couple weeks left for you guys to support Somnium, our short film that we're going to make. You know, as much money as you guys can, can help us with or as much promotion as you guys can help us with, there's a link down below. Yes. You know, we want to make sure that we take that money and we are funding and, and paying our crew and making sure that... Uh, you know that they're compensated for for making this short film with us, and that everybody can do it safely. Um, so yeah. definitely uh, help us make our short film Somnium. Uh, link down below. And again, share it with a friend. Um, and other than that, you know, uh, we got a wild month coming up. Um, you know, this month we are introducing our brand new uh, showrunner and host for the Storyteller series. Yeah. Uh, so Megany. Megany is uh, our brand new uh, host and showrunner for the Storyteller series. There's a brand new uh, um, Where No Mom Is Gone Before episode. A lot of cool stuff from left of the dial. As we mentioned, the crossover uh, with Second Edition 1 and and Never Heard of It, that's going to be a bonus episode that'll be dropping uh, later this month. Um, Pretty exciting stuff. So definitely check out nightshiftradio.com to really learn about all of the things that uh, that all of our podcasts are doing that we're involved with, and we'd super appreciate it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We will be right back. A brand-new app is sweeping the globe. It allows you to see dreams from millions of anonymous users. But what do you do when the dreams you see are of your imminent murder? This is the premise for the brand-new short film from the crew of the Never Heard of It podcast. And we're seeking your help now to fund our project. Head to Indiegogo.com and search for Somnium Film and contribute what you can. We promise to make a chilling sci-fi film you'll want to watch over and over to uncover all of its secrets. Again, Indiegogo.com and search for Somnium Film. Help us make this movie. The Storyteller
1: Series brings you full-cast audio productions of short stories. I'm the host, Megs. And each month, we'll bring you a brand new story performed by talented voice actors, interviews with great authors, and exclusive print edition stories. Listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. Catch us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR
0: Storyteller or at NightshiftRadio.com. The Storyteller Series, Old Time Radio, rebooted. Hello and welcome back. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. It's oh, good cool. To be here. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's good to be here. You too. Um, so we uh, we uh, when we left you, Mark is now completely drunk. He is with uh, uh, the Countess in her mansion, and you know she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go," you know, slip into something more comfortable. Which, listen, I've been on some dates in my day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I don't think I've ever gone back to a woman's place and her say, I'm gonna slip into something more comfortable and then get into something like sexier. Normally it's like, hey, I'm gonna change real quick. And then they come out in like sweatpants and a t-shirt, which is fine. I'm yeah. all for it. But yeah. I want that that movie experience of going to someone's house and they like get changed out of like a long black slinky dress to get into another long black slinky <laughs> thing. Like that's, <laughs> those are the type of dates I wanna have. I'm not having those kind of dates. I'm just saying... Listen, I'm just saying, women, like, maybe... (laughs) Maybe
1: try to live up to 80s movie standards, okay?
0: Like... (laughs) Like when I bring you back to my place and I say, I'm going to slip into something more comfortable. I get changed into other skinny jeans and another destiny shirt. I just think that you owe me the same courtesy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's a quality really when you lay it down.
1: <laughs> I more prefer the, uh, the Fred Rogers style experience where you just change from like one sweatshirt to another and like shoes, your slippers, shoes. and you're still the exact same level of dressed yeah. and never, never left the room. Even.
0: <laughs> right. Right, right. I think you know. I'm, I'm down for the. I'm down for the Mr. Rogers. Uh, uh, let me get more comfortable. Uh, style here. Um, so, ladies, take note. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so she comes out now. While this is happening, he, you know, kind of wanders around the apartment, and she has uh, one. She has a gigantic, li- oh larger than life size painting of herself. Uh, Topless uh, in her apartment or in her mansion, which also everybody should own a giant, larger than life size uh, naked painting of themselves. Everybody.
1: Sure, sure. Um, What I don't uh, agree with was her mansion looking like a a suburban apartment complex. (laughs)
0: It definitely looked like a suburban.
1: (laughs) Again, like I'm not going to specifically say, you know, I'm in favor of one over the other. But, like, you need to choose. Yeah.
0: I mean... <laughs> you, you can know. live
1: in a mansion, or you can own an entire suburban apartment complex to yourself. Like, that's cool. But, like, don't design your mansion to look like you own an entire <laughs> suburban...
0: It's about the aesthetics, people. It's presentation. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? really, you need to stay on brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's the consistency for me. Uh, so... um Yeah, so as he's, you know, admiring this painting, she comes down in yet another, you know, very uh, scantily clad, silky black robe, and, uh, you know, finally they get back on the couch, they start making out, and he's like, oh, blah, 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 you know, and he's he's mumbling, and she goes and she bites off every button off his shirt, uh, and then...
1: It's rude, by the way. It is
0: really fucking rude, man. Do you know how much dress shirts cost? Like a good dress shirt, that's that's like thirty, forty dollars, man. And they're hard to find in a really good size. It, and even just like it the, is inconsiderate.
1: Like, yes, you can sew a button back on. Sure. All of you've broken is the string, probably. But that's still, you know what? That's time. That's effort. That's right. Like and you know, it,
0: like also you've got to be able to like to wear the shirt home. It's, right. And then you're holding just, it, you know, and it's just yeah. I don't know. It's just all very rude. It's just, it's inconsiderate, really. So uh, so she she bites off the buttons off his shirt and then proceeds to uh, seemingly go down on him. But what we learn, what she actually is doing is biting the inside of his thigh, um, you know, hitting that, that main uh, artery right there on the inside of his thigh and drinking from him, which induces him to pass out. Now, when he wakes up, you know, they're like, oh, blah, 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 like you know, we, we totally had sex and, uh, you passed out and it was great. And he was like, Oh, okay. And this is where he's like, Hey, by the way, like I have a girlfriend and I'm sorry. And she's like, "Well, I'm normally the other woman. It's fine. Um, which is not fine. That's what you say first. And then you allow them to continue. First off, don't hit on people. If you have a girlfriend, unless that's a thing that you guys, you know, unless that's the relationship you guys have cultivated. Come on, communication here. This communication is, good, is key. This is good, healthy communication. Like, you know, polyamory is fine in advance, <laughs> not after the fact. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so the, so this is the thing. So he leaves thinking he has totally cheated on uh, his girlfriend. Now, mind you, his girlfriend and him just had this huge fight because he was like, I want a bone, you know, I want to smash. And she's like, no smash. And he's like, maybe smash. And she's like, definitely no smash. And then yeah, he drives
1: okay. home listening to Turquoise Jeeps. Why, I gotta wait.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, story of my life. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, this is just the one time. Um, so he, he uh, yeah, so this is, you know, this is where he's at. And so he was kind of upset, non-excusable, goes out with his friends, hooks up with this woman. And now he's, it's the next day. He's in school. He He's like craving. Uh, so they do this thing where in the very beginning of the movie, uh, his friends are working at like a burger place and his friend hands him a burger. And he was like, he was like, what is this? He's like, he's like this, you know, this is still this is still meowing at me, this is still raw. And he, and he picks it up and shows it and it is a burnt to a crisp burger. It is the color
1: like, of Michael's in my wardrobe.
0: Yes, it <laughs> is, uh, truly. And so they like, they make the inference that he likes very, very burnt, no blood, well done food. And then immediately after this, he's standing in line in the cafeteria and he's looking at it. And he's like, hey, do you have a more medium rare burger? And he's like, why don't you just give me the uncooked ones? And so he t- ends up taking an uncooked burger. So that's our first indication.
1: The cafeteria
0: worker's face is it's just like, great. what the fuck okay. is this bullshit? <laughs> I do not get paid to deal with it. To deal with this nonsense. And so, you know, now we get our our in-motions. And so, you know, Robin finds out that he drunkenly hooked up with this woman. They get into a big fight about it. He somehow weasels his way out of this. Like, it it was skeezy.
1: Like, this happens a few times. And it's like, oh, I'm a teenager. I'm supposed to make mistakes. And, like, she's like, well, you know, I... I wanted to, but like, I wanted to wait. He's like, well, that's the thing. It's like, you're supposed to like make me wait and I'm supposed to get pissed off about it. I'm like, I don't, none that's, of this is how things are supposed to be. That's, that's like, not how
0: that works at all.
1: You like, if you would listen to yourself, you would identify the problem pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so somehow he was like, yeah, but I was drunk, baby. It don't mean anything. And she's like, no, oh, all right. And so off they go back together. Um, and, and now, you know, as the plot progresses, we get a couple instances where, uh, so now he goes and he visits her at, uh, her work. He goes and visits Robin at her work. Um, he does this very Jim Carrey, you know, rubber face, uh, type, type thing in the background. Mm -hmm. She's like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, And he goes into the dressing room, and in the dressing room is waiting Countess. Uh, And of course, you know, he is speaking to Countess, but Robin is overhearing and only hearing him, and so she hears the things like, leave me alone, like, what are you doing? And in this moment, Countess drains him for the second time. So now this this is almost there. So in between the second time and the third time, We have a lot of instances of, you know, him not really understanding the whole vampire thing until eventually he does figure out the vampire thing because he ends up, uh, they end up going to prom uh, or to like the Halloween dance, I guess. hop. That's oh, yeah, the hop, hop the Halloween hop. hop. And uh, and uh, he's dressed all in black, you know, slick back hair. And everyone's like, oh, I love your vampire costume. And he's like, I'm not in a costume. <laughs> and uh, they were supposed to go as Jack and Jill. She is dressed as Jill. He is dressed all in black, you know, with the the sunglasses. And uh, this is where we get our uh, our dance-off scene. So the okay. Countess shows up.
1: Briefly, before yeah. we get to that. Did you – like, if she had not said so, would you have known that that
0: was Jill from no. Jack and Jill? No. Okay. She just looked like – I thought she was Little Bo Peep.
1: So they walk up to, like, sign in and get, like, their tickets or whatever. And I assume they're not drink tickets since they're in high school. Right. Uh, but the girl checking people, oh, my God, I love your outfits. Let me get your name for the costume contest. We have – Uh, Robin as Jill sans Jack. I'm like, how
0: did you, like,
1: were you listening? Did you hear her say that? Because it sounds like you just recognize her, and that doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Right, right, right. That's not like a very pop culture, like, visual thing. You know the story of Jack and Jill, but you don't really see them anyways. If anything, I would have thought, like,
1: Raggedy Ann without, like, a lot of effort put in.
0: Yeah, or, like... (laughs) uh country made or something yeah, you know like yeah. butter churner i don't know like it, i would have gone something very like generic and not specific jill yeah, yeah. uh but definitely okay. vampire uh, or lead singer of the cure um so <laughs> that's both he's, that's, he's in depeche mode he is definitely in depeche mode uh so uh dream so, on dream <laughs> on i love depeche mode anyways so <laughs> um So finally, you know, they get into the dance, the Countess is there, and this is where the Countess is basically having this, like, he's mine, where Robin's like, no, he's mine. And they have this cool dance-off, and Robin ends up stripping off her Jill costume to be sexy Jill. uh, And, you know, they have their little dance-off thing. And this is where, you know, Mark is starting to be like, wait a minute. And eventually, you know, finally, they as they're leaving, he, like, catches up to her and he's like, look, look, like, you don't understand. And they're hugging. And he looks in the mirror in the reflection and sees that his reflection is gone. And then he was like, look. So Robin now sees that his reflection is gone. They're starting to put two and two together. She eventually puts, you know, gets the plot that, uh, you know, this this Countess woman is a vampire and that she's after him. She ends up going to a bookstore and learning the exact plot of, like, oh, Yeah.
1: Which, okay, so I was doing my thing where I was mentally recasting like a, a, a modern reboot of, of the movie. Sure. And, uh, of course, for um, The Countess, uh, I wanted to see uh, Amy Poehler.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That would, she that would, would make bring, it
1: so much funnier. She would bring just a wonderful comic element to it. Uh, but then for The, the Librarian, uh, I suggested Dustin Hoffman, Ditch the Accent.
0: Uh, Yeah. That's the way I thought it was. Yeah. Couldn't
1: tell if if this was a man who looked a lot like Dustin Hoffman who was doing a fake Indian accent or a man with a a South Asian uh, accent who just happened to also look a lot like Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Ellen countered with Martin Short.
0: Oh, I could totally see Martin (laughs) Short. Or (laughs) we could do crossover and have it be, even though it's set on the other side of the country, have it be Dan Aykroyd. In no. his uh but it's you know him from Ghostbusters, it's his shop that she goes to to learn about the occult. That would yeah. also be really yeah. cool. <laughs> I would thoroughly enjoy that. Good casting. Yeah, you know, I would almost think Kara de for uh for the Countess as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then Jim Carrey, uh, it would be Timothy Chalamet because he's yes. a same thing <laughs> nowadays.
1: Yeah, that's just <laughs> Spot on. Spot on.
0: I mean that's you know, that's who it is.
1: Just take Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya in for um Mark and Robin and Yep.
0: Gonna... <laughs> and then we find and then uh Clevon Little can be played by Idris Elba. Could you imagine <laughs> Idris Elba being, being the Gayla Butler? Oh god. Oh, okay, so god. Good.
1: So we totally glossed over one of my favorite moments where uh the countess goes looking for Sebastian and she wanders into a room, doesn't see him, she says, All right, Sebastian. Out of the closet, he opens the door. Like, I've been out of the closet for centuries. <laughs> I'm
0: like, God damn right. <laughs> it's so good. She's like in a hundred dollar scarf, and he's like, You bought this for $49.99. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, that is a, actually a running gag, too. Uh, many times she walks into a room, she goes, Sebastian, out of the closet. And he, <laughs> he comes you know, out makes wearing his some of her clothes. Entrance out. He's like, Okay, here it's I so am. So good. He's I love spectacular it. Spectacular in this. Uh yeah, so uh, yeah, so so now you know, she's like, oh shit, it's a vampire. She goes and learns the whole vampire thing. And uh, finally she ends up getting kid kidnapped by uh Sebastian um with the countess to draw Mark in. So Mark and his two friends end up going to the mansion to rescue Robin. Uh, and this is where, you know, our big, culminating scene where you know he gets in we we get our Scooby Doo style chase we see the the <laughs> yes. the rest of the other vampires there is a uh, there's twin vampires who are played by uh-huh. uh, Glenn and Gary Morrow. uh Mori mm-hmm. Moro uh very great um, and, uh, a classic, there, there's a guy, uh, in this, in one of them, who is Stuart Charno, um, who is, uh, he's the Cabin Boy vampire, and if you've watched a lot of 80s movies, you will 100% recognize Stuart Charno as, like, that guy in every fucking 80s high school movie, but here's a fun fact about Stuart Charno, oh. he actually wrote three episodes of Star Trek Next Generation wild isn't that very fun yeah huh and he's he's done a few other writing gigs uh here and there um uh, you know in in the 90s and early 2000s but he was also a, a a that guy 80s high school student actor who was always the weirdo yeah i uh, love
1: it she's got this hodgepodge of vampire followers that all apparently are also all relying on her getting the, the virgin so that they can remain uh, under her protection, they didn't really clarify. Well, they they uh, do
0: just uh, explain that they she, they are all past virgins that she's converted. So like each each in certain number of years, she grabs a new boy converts them and that's they become her followers
1: there's implication that some of them are but they didn't definitively state that all of them or right. and i i say that largely because they make it a point of her like really stressing that it has to be a male version and virgin and there are at least like three or four other female vampires in yes. in her troop coven uh
0: coven i would murder? say coven is a, mur- a murder <laughs> of vampires uh um, i like it
1: <laughs> A uh, a suckling of vampires. I don't know that was that, that felt bad. I didn't like that, bad. but it kind of
0: works, you know. It's uh, a
1: fun. But the a draining of vampires. Um, anyway, the, the, the she's collected folks from like various countries and like time periods of like this. So there's like a, a sailor. There's like a greaser dude. There's like a uh, a, a like a woman from the like East End of London or something. I don't know. Right, they, right. Like, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's really weird hodgepodge of characters that get no backstories whatsoever. They're just no, there.
0: They're just there. Yep, as, as collected uh, henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so off we go. We get our Scooby-Doo chase. And so at this point, they realize there's not a lot of time left. They're pretty much cornered, you know, they've locked themselves in this room, and this is the room with all the coffins, and, you know, Robin and Mark are cornered, and we see Robin as she shuts the door, she was like, she gives the, she gives the old, like, I've got an idea look to the camera. And uh, so finally the vampires bust into the room and they're looking around and they see, you know, uh, uh, the Countess's coffin is rocking and rocking and rocking and they open the coffin uh, coffin and Robin pops up and she's like, you're too late. He's not a virgin anymore. (laughs) And then she was like, there's no way. It's it's only been, you know, it's been less than a minute. There's no way. And then we see Jim Carrey lean up. His hair is all messed up. He has two lit cigarettes. And she's like, there totally is but there's no way you enjoyed it. (laughs) And he's like, you know what? I think she's right we should probably take longer. (laughs) And they (laughs) go back and do it. Uh, And so ends the movie. And I love that the vampires just let them leave. Like, they're just like, oh, oh, well, Uh, well, at this point, uh, you know, the magic happens. I say, what happens to the vampires? They just kind of all disappear. They just kind of all fuck off. So the countess turns old. We see the Uh magic happen as the bell tolls and she turns into an old woman and she's like, I need to get a virgin. And, you know, (laughs) Sebastian's like, we'll go to Tennessee or Nebraska. I'm sure there's many virgins there and all the other vampires just sort of fuck off yeah. uh, and then there's that but we do have to go back I have to go back okay. so we were talking about the scene. we have to go back we have to more we have to go back uh, so w- so we're talking about the scene where they go to the, the dance and the woman that's checking them in did you know who that was
1: I did not
0: that is Megan Mullally herself no <laughs> yeah shit. one of her very very first roles uh, also, yeah, Megan Mullally is Suzette, the woman that is, uh, the girl that is checking them in to the dance.
1: Oh, you are fucking right. How that's spectacular wild. is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely great. Megan Mullally in "In Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Megan Mullally uh, uh, famously uh, played Karen on Will and Grace. Um, mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm. also in Parks and Rec. Uh, you know, she's she, she's a famous comedic actress um, and is currently married to Nick Offerman. And
1: they are just such a wonderful couple. The perfect. I love couple. them so much. I, it's <laughs>
0: spectacular. They're great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is uh, Once Bitten. Uh, and it comes with a very great song, uh, Once Bitten. Um, yes. Uh, that you guys could uh, listen to. Once um, Bitten. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, <laughs> So, should you watch this movie? Yes, hundred percent. It is a great '80s film. Um, it is. It is a good scaled-down version of Jim Carrey. Uh, you know, it is. This is a classic '80s film. If you were uh, fans of movies like Better Off Dead or Just One of the Guys or any of those type of movies, you will absolutely love this movie. Um,
1: eh, I'd pass.
0: You'd pass on it, okay? There, there's, uh,
1: you know, there, there is some, there is some humor in it for sure. There, there are a few uh, standout moments. Um, there's some serious cringe. Uh, yeah, and, you know, <clears throat> I didn't enjoy it enough to
0: recommend. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, You know, this film holds a lot of nostalgia for me, so that's probably where it's coming from. And that's what it is, though, because I don't have nostalgia
1: for this era of movies at all. I don't okay. like them. Yeah. I didn't really like them then. I didn't watch a lot of them then, and going back, they don't hold up for me. So, like, that's where, really, like, anytime we, we come across a movie like this, my impression is... is almost 100% from like my current perspective and not from, oh, I remember watching this when I was younger. No, I don't, right. I didn't. Yeah, So,
0: with that, like Peggy Sue is uh, is one of those movies to me, like I remember watching yep. it, so it. So it holds yep. a special place in my heart. Like Better Off Dead is still one of my favorite 80s movies and that's definitely one that, you know, going back and watching it. I don't know, maybe we'll, we we can not find it. We can't watch a Go- Better Off Dead or yeah. we would have already gone over it on this uh, podcast, but it is not digitally available anywhere. Uh, which is Madness. wild. Yeah. Madness. Um, but yeah, so so if you are so inclined, if you have not watched it yet, it is available streaming on Pluto TV. Um, and I promise you, Caleb, this is the only 80s movie that we are uh, covering this month. Um, but next month or next week is gonna be my uh, quote unquote birthday episode. It's the episode yeah. that airs shortly before my birthday. And we're doing a movie that I we've talked about a couple of times uh, on this podcast and, and I have mentioned before. Um, this is the one where we're doing the Jet Li film Hero. I am um, excited about that. This, this is, is so that one's available on HBO uh, uh HBO Max or HBO Go or HBO Now whatever wh- however you access HBO it's on <laughs> HBO um and uh, uh I'm really excited to talk about this movie because I think this this movie is one of the most beautifully made uh movies I have ever seen um, and it just has a great cast of characters. So Tony Lung from uh, Shang-Chi is, yeah, uh, is yeah. in this movie. We have Donnie Yen, who is uh, from Star Wars uh, in this movie. Um, you know, Jet Li, of course, uh, Zhang Ziyi. Uh, like, it's... It's good. It's a good one. It's a really good movie. So I'm very excited to talk about that. And then uh, we have two movies that I've never seen before for the rest of the month. So one of them Ooh. is called Lemon, uh, which is streaming on Tubi TV. Okay. And the other one um, is called Almost Human. And it's the movie, not the TV show. And that one is streaming on Hulu. So we're kind of bouncing all over the place on, on the streaming world. Um, but I've never seen that one either. Uh, and I'm excited to check it out because it sounds... It sounds crazy. It sounds like what the Dust Walker should have been.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: It's basically uh, the plot of Dustwalker, Walker, but potentially better.
1: Lemon, uh, the Brett Gellman, Judy Greer, Michael Sarah. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh,
0: so fun fact. Also, Megan Mullally. Hey, that's two, <laughs> two for four. We're we're fifty percent Megan Mullally this month. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, actually, weirdly enough, she is in Hero as well. She just sort of, sort of shows up. Hi. What's this? What's going on here? What's with all the swords? <laughs> oh, and Carl Urban. Right? Yeah. No, that's the show. Is that the show? That's the show.
1: Okay. That's oh. the show, Almost Human. Yep. I got excited for a second.
0: I know, right, right. Yeah, no, the uh, relatively unknowns for the movie. Um, But it's like, people oh. go crazy and then aliens. <laughs> oh, there are several. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, it's the one where the description is, a small is it- town goes crazy with rage and then aliens.
1: Oh, there's uh, oh, this is, where is this from? Where is this from? Where is this from? There's a Chinese film from last year. Oh. Uh, Science Madman has private, <laughs> that's capitalized by the way, Science Madman has privately <laughs> a developed, a, developed a highly developed humanoid robot with sympathetic nerves to satisfy his own desires. Unexpectedly, the robot developed its autonomous consciousness and <laughs> exchanged the skin of a beautiful, of the beautiful woman. So the description for this is poorly translated. It makes me very much want to watch the movie.
0: <laughs> we may have to. Uh, by the way, <laughs> science madmen are my pronouns. So yeah. <laughs> science slash madmen. Science
1: <laughs> Madman. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that, that's great. Oh, I have to find. So when was the, the movie that you're talking about? Um, oh, okay. Released? Uh, because there are several, and I need to make sure that I uh, do the right one. When Almost. Uh, there's one in 1974. It's
0: 2013, Graham Skipper, Josh Ethier. Uh, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the the IMDb description is Mark Fisher disappeared from his home in a brilliant flash of blue light almost two years ago. His friend Seth was the last to see him alive. Now a string of grisly violent murders leads Seth to believe that Mark is back and something of evil is inside of him.
1: Found it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's, Wow. I'm glad I'm glad that we went through this in advance because our, our listeners, if they try to, to watch it, are also
0: going to be like, which almost human is which it? Which is it? Yeah. Uh, wild. Um, so, all right, guys, that is episode 201. Thank you so much for listening. We super appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Thumbs up.